Gap Year Universe, I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. So Margot, the snow is still falling actually, and very much on the ground here in Vermont, but I am still thinking about springtime and I'm thinking about gardening. And I that kind of makes me think about the guest that you recently interviewed and her gap year story, which focused a lot on sustainable agriculture and living closer to the land, right? Absolutely. So I had the pleasure of speaking with Elizabeth Mulder last week, who participated in the spring semester last year of Gap at Glenbrook. And really her whole story of her year, she spent her first semester working and kind of leading up to that and finding a program that really matched her interests and her passions and is something that you know you'll hear more about it but has really impacted her to the point that she's actually going back there to work at went back last summer and will go back this summer to work on the grounds at Gap at Glenbrook but I learned a lot just from talking to her and learning more about the many facets of that program not only a tighter connection and learning about the land and our usage of the land and fostering a positive environmental ethic but also you know heading out solo into the woods for a couple days as part of a journey of sorts for them and working on their own personal growth and development. So really fascinating takeaways from her experiences there. So exciting. And I'm also loving the fact that programs like this about kind of land and place-based programs are becoming more popular in the gap year world. There's a couple other programs in the Northeast and across the country that also kind of offer a, a structured learning experience for those who want to learn how to become more skilled in that way. So it's pretty neat. Yes. And I think just learning more about how that has impacted what she's doing now. As I said, she went back as a counselor last year at the campus going back this summer to work and volunteer in the garden. So really just having that become a part of her family and that community aspect that can be a part of a gap year too and how important that is. Very cool. Well, I can't wait to hear. Thanks for tuning in. afternoon, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Where are you joining us from today? Um, I'm in New Paltz, New York right now. Oh, awesome. Great. And I know you said you're currently in your dorm room. Great place for recording. <laughs> yeah. So Elizabeth is joining us here today primarily to talk with us about her semester with GAP at Glenbrook. And so Elizabeth, can you start by giving us an overview of what the program at GAP at Glenbrook looks like as a whole? Sure. So Gap at Glenbrook is about a 10-week program. It's in New Hampshire, a place called Glenbrook. It's on the grounds of Camp Glenbrook, which is a summer camp during the summer, and they have a winter camp during the winter. But basically, it is a farm and outdoors program. So they have a full working farm there with a large garden. Um, They have, you know, cattle, chickens, everything you can dream of in a farm. It's a beautiful space right near Mount Monadnock, if anyone knows where that is in New Hampshire. So it's about the bottom left corner of uh, New Hampshire in a place called right near Marlboro. And basically what the program is, is it's a look at like the person behind the gap year. So it's led and founded by someone called Jake Lewis. He is a, a great overall person, very compassionate. He lives on the grounds year round. He's, I don't even know how to describe him. He's such a great guy. He basically leads the program with usually another co-leader. My co-leader was a woman named Allison Sever. She's great. They both helped us basically, us being the GAP students there or GAPers as they like to call us. They helped us kind of look at ourselves and reflect and through writing and walking around the grounds in the woods and outdoor adventures like sledding when it was nice. Um, We had a very 
very incredible sledding rides, just, just FYI. Yeah, we had um, a lot of skills we were taught. We got to work in the kitchen for a week under a chef who works there. His name is Chef Taylor. So I learned a lot of skills just that way, and we got to work on a farm, the farm as well, under the farmer there, Farmer Sadie. And we also did some construction work and uh, hands-on learning, such as working with tools and working in the construction room. That's awesome. And I know from, I've been traveling with Jake on the fair circuit and as well as Allison the past few years. And, you know, I've heard a lot about the structure of the program from them and such. I know it's a very multifaceted program for sure. And I want to dig more deeply into that, but I'd love to just take it back a step and understand, Elizabeth, why did you choose to take a gap year? What kind of brought you to this path and decision to take gap time? Right. So for me personally, high school was very stressful. (laughs) I think a lot of people can agree on that. Yeah, I was just very stressed out by high school. There was a lot of work going on as well as, you know, social atmosphere of high school. And for me, I just, I knew I wanted to go to college, but I also knew that I needed a break and I needed some time to myself and I needed some time to kind of figure out what I wanted to, what kind of person I wanted to be moving forward. Because I was very stressed and very stuck in the head zone of just work after work and like minute after minute of studying and what comes next and what assignment and what tests and all this and following and what the friends are doing and all this and that. So I really just want to kind of ground myself again. So yeah, it was basically the stress of school that that got me to take some time from from work for a bit. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement that most seniors in high school, I'm sure, can relate or resonate with that feeling of, of burnt out after so many years of school. But once you decided to take your gap year, how did you go about researching and planning and going about that process? And then now looking back, is there anything that you wish you'd done differently within that process? Right. So I actually have kind of, it's a very simple process for me. I just literally went on um, my search engine, which I use, which is called Ecosia. So it's kind of a Google substitute, but it... Um, just works a little better for the environment, honestly. Um, so I went on there and I just searched GAP programs and the first one to pop up was GAP at Glenbrook. And I saw it and immediately kind of fell in love, honestly, because I am uh, someone who's trying to pursue a career in environmental studies. So such an outdoor environment was just really riveting to me and there was writing involved as well and I hopefully want to do a writing minor. So it was just kind of everything I was looking for. Um, so that's kind of how I found the program, and I went along just looking at other programs, obviously, to make sure there was, you know, other things out there that I looked at, um, not just like a one-track mind. Um, so yeah, I googled programs, I, I went on Ecosia, I just basically searched a lot of things online, and I tried to talk to anyone who, um, within my like family friend network that had taken a gap year or um, was thinking about taking a gap year even. In terms of like preparation for the gap program gap at glenbrook they actually gave me a nice nice list of things that i got to bring and shouldn't bring um because they had some stuff there as well um so that was pretty straightforward there but looking back i'd say one thing that i think i get asked a lot when i tell people that i took a gap year now is where did i go and once i say new hampshire they're kind of like what what do you mean new hampshire like they expect you know like africa or asia or somewhere abroad and I am all for traveling. I truly believe it's a great experience. You know, you can learn so much from other people, but I was actually lucky enough to be able to travel a lot as a kid. So I went um, to Indonesia, I went to Holland, I went to um, just, you know, a few places abroad that really opened my eyes from a young age. 
So for me, it wasn't about traveling to somewhere that would open my eyes. It was traveling somewhere that would focus back on me and kind of reflect back onto myself so that I could kind of see myself a bit clearer rather than see the world a bit clearer. But in, do, in looking at for myself um, and looking at ways I can kind of get to know what I wanted better in life, I actually found a lot of things about my perspective on life and the outside world to be changed by the end of the program. That's awesome. That I think that's such a valid point that often the gap year is sort of framed as this international experience and to understand that there are so many domestic opportunities and opportunities that bring you closer to nature and the environment that can be just as, if not more, you know, impactful than travel at times. So amazing that you got to do that as a youngin as well. But I was also curious, I know that I believe from what Jake told me, your semester with Gap at Glenbrook was in the spring of your gap year. So I'm curious what you did during the fall of that gap time. Yeah, that's true. I So it was basically from um, March to, I believe it was May. It was right before May um, that I went through the GAP program. But um, yeah, during the fall, I was working actually at a small little movie theater right near my town, my hometown. So I was getting some work experience basically and some money also, which always helps college students. <laughs> so we were, I was working. One thing that I'd say for other people out there is like working in even like retail or any kind of job that works with like people directly I think that's a really great experience as well and honestly like I'm really glad I did it going in it was just for for the money and for the work experience but I got to experience a lot of different a lot of different ways of life which I hadn't thought of just um seeing people there so yeah that was really great for me Oh, that's awesome. And I'm sure that having that work in real life experience, I think that's a really important piece of a gap year and building up as well to that second semester experience that you were able to have. I think that that's a really awesome way of going about the structure and planning of a gap year. So great that you were able to do both of those. And I'm curious, so it sounds like you were at home during that, you know, fall time leading up to March when you started with Gap at Glenbrook. So in where is home for you, Elizabeth? Right, so I'm from um, a place called Westchester, New York. Specifically, I'm from uh, a little place called Mount Vernon, if that matters. Yeah, so it's about 30 minutes from the city. Okay, great. So New Hampshire wasn't necessarily too far, I guess, from home. But curious how you felt at the beginning of that experience. You know, was there some culture shock in moving into this new community? Or how did you adjust into this program? Definitely. So in Westchester, it is like obviously not the city because it's 30 minutes away, but it is very much rural suburban. Suburban, but like busy suburban. Lots of lots of concrete, lots of not skyscrapers, but lots of buildings and some parks here and there, but much, much different from New Hampshire, especially the New Hampshire that I was in, which was right. You could see the mountain every day waking up. You could see hills, there was hills on campus, or excuse me, on the grounds. Um, yeah, it was it was very different. There was um, a bit of a shock for me, um, but I kind of expected it being on the northeast, kind of the same kind of weather, the same kind of, um, you know, atmosphere in terms of like, it was sunny sometimes, but it was also raining sometimes. And like, if anyone came from abroad, like, I'm sure they'd have a little bit of a different time. And we actually had I'm a fellow gapper who came from California, so I know that the snow that we had, especially those first two weeks where we had mounds and mounds of snow, was quite different for him. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and so tell us a little bit more. So with the program at Gap at Glenbrook, are you in a cohort? How many students are in that cohort? Are you all living together in one sort of cabin on campus, or how does that work? Right. So we are in a cohort. Um, 
it, there was four of us starting out, but I know that from Jake and Allison, they've told me that this, there's usually about like 12, even 15, I think, people gappers in a cohort in the fall semester usually. So they usually get a lot of people in the fall, but yeah, in the spring, it's usually about about five people. There was four of us. And we all lived in a, excuse me, they all lived in a little house. Oh, awesome. I think that's pretty typical of GAP programs. I know we have the same thing where I work at ARC that often our, our fall cohort is bigger and more people are looking for a, a structured sort of program in the fall and spring tends to be smaller. But I imagine you got really close with your cohort of, of four. Was that is that right over the course of time you were living together? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we definitely got very close. And I mean, so we started with four. We actually um, ended with three because one of our cohort decided that it wasn't for him but you know it's all different for everybody and in the end the three of us really we really got close and we really got a good a good balance I think of our characteristics and our personalities so in the end it was kind of for the best but yeah definitely it was great to meet different people of different walks of life different you know places they're from different just ideas in life and where they want to head and where they're coming from it was really great. Absolutely. And I think with any group-based program, when you're kind of thrown into these scenarios with people that you don't know, otherwise you tend to just build really strong, really formative relationships, I think, with those people. So that's great that you had that small, intimate environment to thrive in during that time. Definitely. What would you say overall and throughout the course of the program, what was your highlight, your favorite sort of moment or incident or activity or something that you did during that time? Wow. Um, that is a bit of a tough question because there were so many. Honestly, I think the one thing I say the most to people, because it seems like the most out there, but really was very just powerful to me, was a 48-hour um, solo. So what that is, is basically they trained us um, with some you know, first aid and medical awareness, and they gave us you know, some ideas going in of what we should bring, but we were out in the woods um, alone on their property uh, for 48 hours, so that's two days and two nights with basically a jug of water, some clothes, a lighter, a whistle, and a flashlight, and very little else. <laughs> oh, but also a notebook, which is pretty important to, to note there, because you get quite bored, as many people might imagine. <laughs> um, but yes, you weren't allowed to bring entertainment, you were allowed to bring a notebook, however, so you could kind of write your reflections, write your thoughts, that kind of thing. Um, but that was definitely a very big, a very big achievement that I look at back as a highlight. I'm curious to know what you did with that time, how that was for you. Like, what did you eat? Did you get scared at all? Yeah, what was what was that experience like as a whole? Right, so I actually, you were encouraged to fast um, because I take some medicine for health reasons. I got to bring some, uh, some trail mix, handmade, uh, homemade, excuse me. So that was, that was quite a nice little treat for me. Um, yes, my other fellow gappers did not have food. I don't know. don't know quite how they did it because food is quite a beautiful thing. But yeah, so I basically had um, trail mix and that's what I ate. Um, in terms of what I did, <laughs> a lot of sleeping to be honest, but not in the way that like I was trying to block out where I was. It was more like I felt comfortable enough there that I could sleep. I slept through the nights very well. I slept and I enjoyed it, <laughs> which was a nice thing. But I will tell you, for the first, um, maybe for the first 10 or 12 hours, the first day of that 48 hours, I was making a shelter. So they taught us to make um, shelters from sticks and leaves, basically. And it was fully waterproof, fully 
fully everything proof, basically, which was great because the whole second day we were importing rain. So, yes, that was that was quite a nice thing to have a shelter. Um, yeah, so the, I was sleeping during the nights, which was great because I was worried I wouldn't be able to sleep with all the noise, or lack of noise even, um, in the woods. But I was able to sleep. Um, so the first day I was making a shelter, nights I was sleeping very nicely. And the second day it was raining and I was trying to either write or take a nap. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what an incredible experience. I have to say that's something I've always toyed with the idea of um, doing on my own time. I have a coworker who's done various vision quests and things that sound quite similar to that of really just taking yourself out into the woods and being with yourself and being comfortable in that space. And I think it's amazing at such a young age to be able to participate in something like that. What do you think was your biggest takeaway after that experience in particular? Like what did you come away, any realizations or Maybe it's just being comfortable by yourself in the woods, but yeah, what did you come away with? Definitely. Going in, I was not, I wasn't, I was, I was sure that it would be powerful going in. So I know like a lot of people are kind of like I've told about are kind of like, oh, why'd you do that? Like, did you do that on purpose? Like, are you sure that's like what you meant to do? And I was like, yes, no, really. It's a, it's a really big thing that actually a lot of traditions they've told us, um, I've been educated at least, um, do you know going out into a place that they're from and just having some time in that space by themselves to reflect and to feel and to kind of become aware um so yeah one of the big things i learned was kind of not just to be um comfortable with myself alone um but kind of to be confident in myself alone and confident in my abilities to just kind of get through things um to even when there's no one around there's no one to call we didn't have cell phones on us obviously there was a safety precaution in case anything happened but um yeah no there was like no one to kind of help us do things um even more so than in college I'd say where there's not much supervision um yeah there was no one there um but you had yourself and I think that's a really big thing that I learned because even when you can't figure something out you can probably still think about it a little longer or just look around and kind of gain some knowledge gain some resources and find a creative solution or at least find a creative alternative, um, which is really great for me to just feel in the moment. I think especially now, given how much time all of us spend on social media and on our phones and things to just have that time separated from all that must have been really eye-opening. And what a great way to set you up for success moving forward in your education and in college to have had that experience and really be able to trust and and have faith in yourself that you can get things done or, or problem solve in any situation. I really can't think of anything better to prepare you. So what a unique experience, I think, to Gap at Glenbrook as well. Definitely. Yeah. And it was actually, so the whole program, you are allowed to bring your phone, but you're not allowed to bring much else in terms of technology. And they really request that you keep your phone kind of in your room you don't use it until like late at night or early in the morning when you're kind of by yourself or with your whoever's in your room, your cohort. Yeah, so it was like a very um, a very tech-free kind of encouraged atmosphere. The, both the leaders didn't have their phones on them, or if they did, it was always on silent. You know, it was it was very encouraging of just kind of to step away from that those devices and those kind of technology and just kind of look around, like take a deep breath and kind of interact with people, even when it's awkward, to kind of like push through and just kind of get in touch with people, which I found going into a semester in New York City at, to college, which is where I came from before this term, I found that that was something that a lot of people, a lot of people may struggle with because 
on the subway, on the trains, on walking down the street in class, everyone has their phones out. And it's such a big part of our society, I've realized, even more so now that I have had time without it, that, yeah, it really made me appreciate kind of my perspective of being able to have some time without it now. Absolutely. I think it's, especially in cities and such, I mean, people are losing that face-to-face human interaction. And I think, yeah, having time to step away from it, you notice it so much more. And it's it's upsetting at times. I find now when I'm out in public, some, you know, even when you really start to look at it, it's kind of crazy how much people are missing the world passing them by, by staring down at their cell phones. Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. So I know that was a highlight, obviously, and it sounds like it was also, you know, had its own unique challenges, that solo time in the woods. But what do you think was the biggest challenge for you, either at Gap at Glenbrook or just during your gap year as a whole? Sure. So I think I have two different answers, actually, if that's all right. Um, During my gap year, it was mainly homesickness, actually, because I hadn't taken any time away from home for that period of time. It was basically about three months Um and I'm actually on the same, you know, obviously on the same coast as my family, so they were able to visit me, but for just being by yourself without anyone you know going into that, like, that's kind of what college is, but I hadn't gone to college yet, so going into that was just pretty tough, just to kind of not be able to lean on who you normally see, who you normally hang out with, who you normally are just able to go back to at home or whoever whoever is there for you, um, so that was probably my biggest in terms of, like, gap situational environmental differences I'd say Um, but for the year as a total um, I'd say not being at school because that was (laughs) the reason I left but it was also one of the biggest challenges for me having so much time having so much free time and no responsibilities to, to get things done and no no structure really that was a big a big thing that I hadn't anticipated yeah, so so I'd say just having so much time there and without structure, which was which was really, really different. Yeah, I imagine going from the pace that you're often at during high school of, you know, I'm sure you've you've got school and you've got studying and you've got your extracurriculars, whatever that might be, and maybe a job or applying to college and to go from that to then having especially if you spent the first amount of time just working and such, I mean, to not having so many things on your plate, I'm sure it's refreshing, but also unsettling in a way to have that much time. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. So now looking back on it, Elizabeth, what do you think would be your biggest tip for someone who's considering taking a gap year? I would say, please, please do it because it doesn't even matter where you go or who you are or anything like that. Like I honestly believe just taking time away from our traditional school system and getting out there and whatever you like to do, find something that calls to you and try to go with it as as possible as that is for your situation because there's just so much out there that I think we in America and we in specifically our age group in America, um, I'm 20 years old, but I still feel like there's so much out there that I haven't experienced and I'm not even aware of because I've been so focused either in the books or in the library or whatever it is, or even just with friends that I'm just caught up in social media or I'm caught up in, you know, getting work done or I'm caught up in my, you know, clubs or sports or whatever. Yeah, there's just so much else to life, I believe, as my young opinion, but Yes, I believe that there's so much else out there. So truly a gap year is just a great experience um, in my eyes. And almost everyone I've talked to, especially people that are older than me, have said either, oh, I took a gap year as well, or oh, I wish I had. So for me, I'd just say like, don't be one of those people that wish you had. There's, I mean, obviously it's never too late in your experience to take a gap year, but I'd say 
please go for it if you feel like you have the slightest inclination toward it. I also hear that all the time. Oh, I wish I'd taken a gap year. And yes, you have the capacity to and the flexibility. You know, hopefully everyone can make that happen. So what do you think now as well? Obviously you're in college. How has your gap year shaped your path moving forward? Like, you know, what are you studying now in college or now looking back, how do you feel it's impacted where you're at today? That is something that I haven't quite figured out. But I ask myself that every day. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, truly. I believe that it's still it's still affecting me in little ways. Even just um, talking about technology in class, I have great, I can say, you know, well, you know, I did this and I did that and I went this long without technology. And people will be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Other students that kind of look at me like I have two heads. But truly, it's, it's, a great, it's a great fallback and it's a great kind of confidence giver in the classroom, I'd say. Um, there's so many opinions in college and so many people that are just ready to be become their own person, um, I think. But having the experience of kind of having time to yourself and having having that backup of yourself kind of knowing who you are a little bit more than you than you used to or maybe than some of your peers feel like they might have if they had the time to is really a confidence giver. I'd say that's the biggest thing. Um, I have so much more confidence in myself no matter what the situation and I feel like I can lean back on myself a lot more. That's awesome. And such an important life skill. And I'm sure I think with any experience like that, that's so formative and impactful for you, it can take months, if not years to fully unpack and digest and process the ways in which that has impacted you. So it might be a while to, to continue processing that, of course. Yes, <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to see looking back on my journals and looking back on what I've gone through, what, what even ahead is going to be changed because of that experience. Definitely. Totally. And so I know Jake did mention to me that you will be returning to Gap at Glenbrook this summer, I believe, to intern. And so just curious, yeah, why did you decide to return and what do you plan on doing during your time there? Right. So I actually liked this so much even at the beginning of the program that I actually went to be a camp counselor during the summer camp last summer. Um, so I went right, I took a basically a month off from Camp Glenbrook and I went right back in <laughs> for the next three months. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed my time there. And the community there is so rich, and the people there, the mindset there, just everything I really believe in there um, in terms of, you know, like fresh food and organic ways and just like awareness and trying to share what you have with other people, but like hear and return what other people are saying and open communication. Oh, so many things. Um, I could go on and on. <laughs> but this summer, I am going to be a farm assistant um, to Farmer Sadie, who's the main farmer up there. So I'll be helping her with the garden, with the farm animals, um, all that kind of stuff, all that good stuff. Wow. So you came back and you were immediately a counselor for the summer camp. So what, what is the summer camp like? What age group is it? How long are students there for? How does that work? Um, I believe the grades are third grade through, I want to say, sophomore or junior year of high school. Yeah, so it's, it's those ages. It's a pretty big gap. Um, it is a sleepaway camp. And it's three-week sessions, so two three-week sessions for a total of six weeks in the summer. Excuse me, the campers are not allowed to have any phones, so if anyone's looking to go there, I think that's a pretty big thing just to be aware of. I mean, it's definitely doable. A lot of the kids really, although they may not admit it, they definitely get a lot out of it just to be able to spend time with their friends and just get outdoors. And it's a really great environment full of, you know, there's a lake there. They do they do swimming every day. They do um, boating sometimes and kayaking and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
as well as just like arts and crafts and um, outdoors uh, activities. They have ropes there. They have, you know, all different types of things, really. Wow, that's amazing. And so do you foresee yourself still being kind of involved with the summer camp this summer since you'll be there? Or are you going to be just really full time in the garden? I believe I'm going to be mainly full time in the farm and the garden, but I do, I will like live kind of, you know, on campus at the same time. So I do look forward to seeing the campers that I was a counselor for last summer. I look forward to seeing the people that, you know, worked there last summer. Just really, it was a great community that I look forward to going back to as a whole. That sounds absolutely idyllic. Spend your summer in that sort of environment. And just to clarify too, are there campers there during the year when the GAP program is there or is it just GAP during the year and just summer during the summer? Yeah, that's a good question. So there are programs that usually, so there's the summer program, which is six weeks, and then there's a one-week program um, usually during the kids' winter break, um, so that's the winter camp. And then in between there's there's some like either week-long or weekend-long programs where kids from the affiliated Waldorf school or any other schools that want to come by, I believe, come and they get, they basically get to use it however they see fit um, in terms of like, want to be outdoors or they want to be just use the campus or they want us to help them, excuse me, they want the people there to help them um, with the program. So yeah, there are some programs, but especially during the beginning of the winter half when, and the beginning of the spring, excuse me, and the end of the fall, I believe, when it's really winter, the crops aren't growing, and although it is still beautiful in the winter, um, there is a little less to do in terms of getting the full extent out of the grounds. So during those times, there aren't really any any, uh, any kids coming through for the schools. What an amazing community to be a part of, and I'm sure that you're very excited to return this summer and get to continue growing in that those relationships and that development that you've experienced there very very unique yes i am so grateful to have been able to find that and i just hope lots of other people um can help find either this program or any other program that kind of helps them absolutely do you have any final you know obviously i really appreciate all the different stories and anecdotes and and memories from your year and how it's impacted you and and just curious if you have any final closing thoughts or anything else you'd like to add i'd just say if you're thinking about a gap year Again, I just want to like, I guess I just reiterate that like talk to other people because it doesn't have to be just kind of a a do this now or do this never kind of situation. You can take a gap year in between years of college or right before your last year of college or even if you're brave enough and have some job set up right before you go and finish college. Um, I really just encourage lots of people um, to really get out there and trying to Try, kind of try to figure out what they want out of out of this whole experience um, from school to jobs to anything in between. Yeah, definitely a, could be a misconception of the gap year. It can be any time in your life. And I think people can benefit from it at any point in life as well. Right. So definitely. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here on the podcast with us today. I'm really excited to just have the space to share more about Gap at Glenbrook and the many amazing opportunities that it can offer for a gap year student. So for those of you out there who are interested in learning more about Gap at Glenbrook, you can find them online at www.gapatglenbrook.org or on Facebook and Instagram at Gap at Glenbrook. 
And then you can find us here at Gap Year Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio. And if you have a Gap Year story or question, you can email us at gapyearradio at gmail.com. So thanks everybody out there for listening today. And Elizabeth, so something we've been trying to do at the end of every podcast is have people sign off in a different language by saying, you know, thank you for listening and goodbye. Do you by chance have any languages up your sleeve or anything that you want to try out for this? I actually, I actually am able to say thank you in a few languages. Um, I think I'll go with Polish if that's okay. Of course. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So I'll say thank you. Dziękuję. Dziękuję. Yes. That's Polish? Polish, correct. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Elizabeth. And thanks for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.